Hello, podcasters. This is Mr. Black. And today's episode, A Living Life Like It Matters, is a show that we did two days earlier on Giving Tuesday. Now, please know that this is not a telethon. This is a way to show the impact that we've had. There's also a lot of great information in this show. So please know that I'm going to have callers call in, people who've been listening to the radio show, the impact of the radio show on their lives. And we talk about all the lives we touched. And so even though it says Giving Tuesday, the link that's given there, uh, that's active uh, until December 15th. So please, uh, your donations uh, support not only the radio show, but all of our ministry work we do around the world. And you go to likeitmatters.net, and I have 48 hours of transformational leadership training that will change your life. Uh, and we never let money be a reason why we help people. I see a need, I meet a need. So I want you to know your donations help us all the time. But the radio show that you're ready to listen to, the podcast, is great information, very inspirational, very educational, very applicational. So enjoy Giving Tuesday. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. It's a brand new week, a brand new season, a brand new month right around the corner. And what if, what if it was a brand new you? What a concept, right? You know, uh, the Bible says very clearly that in Christ that we are a new creation, that the old has passed away, that everything is new. And you know what's so cool about new things? Uh, they're shiny. They're interesting. Uh, we seem to pay attention to them more. We seem to be more appreciative. But the old saying is, right, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And familiarity breeds contempt. Isn't that amazing? So when we're away from something, we want it more. When we're around something, we want it less. Isn't that amazing? We are weird creatures, aren't we? And that's why I love to study the creature called human, because, uh, man, we are fascinating creatures. We are God's imagers. We were mated, uh, mated. <laughs> we were made in the image of God, right? Uh, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created. Stop right there. Our first introduction to God is as creator. And then you drop down 25 verses. Genesis 1:26. let us make man in our image unto our likeness. So God made us imagers. In order to be imagers of God, a creators of God, a creators like God, I should say. But yes, yeah, some of us do create our own God. But creators like God, we must have free will. And today, we're going to talk about the free will of what to do with pain. What to do with grief. As a general rule, most people would say grief is a bad thing, right? Grief hurts. Grief makes you feel bad. Uh, grief causes some people to experience trembling, nausea, breathing difficulty, muscle weakness, loss of appetite, insomnia, feelings of anger can also surface, right? 
it's almost a self-torture, if you will, for a lot of people. I had a guy call in uh, last week, uh, Mike, and one of his friends lost his wife three years ago, suicide. Supposedly this guy's a Christian guy, but he's given up on life. Um, basically still checks the box and volunteers at church, but uh, has no joy. Uh, is basically blaming himself for his wife's choices to end her life. And I just want to talk to that guy as a brother in Christ. Say, man, how can you do that? How can you play God? How can you take over God's responsibility, God's role? How can you uh, do that? And if you think about the guy's grief, it's not about his wife. It's about him. He screwed up, he thinks. Where else in my life did I see something, not do something about it? Where else in my life uh, did I not help someone in need? Where else in my life, dot, dot, dot. That's the shoulda, right? We all should all over each other. We don't just should all over ourselves. We should all over each other. I should have done this. I should have done that. He should have done this. She should have done that. God should have done this, right? And so today is a special day in the world of people who uh, rely on other people to help. Today is called Giving Tuesday. And that's when uh, nonprofits like me, 501c3s like Like It Matters, uh, reach out and say, hey, man, can you, can you give to a good cause? Can you help people who are helping other people? And so today, I want to talk about, uh, on Giving Tuesday, the impact of grief. Because let's be honest, a lot of us, you know what we give to each other? We give each other grief. God tells us to not grieve the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? To not grieve the Holy Spirit. And boy, there's a lot of grief in this world, isn't there? Man, this, this last election brought me so much grief. I haven't been on Watch the News. I can't believe that America continues to vote uh, for the downgrade of America, for the running away from God, for the slaughter of innocent children, uh, for the perverting of our kids. And yet people keep voting that way. They, they can't put food on the table, but they can get their abortion. That's all that matters. We can get our abortions. It's just sad. And so there's a lot of grief, a lot of grief going on in this world, a lot. And what we got to do is figure out how to deal with that grief. And so today, I want to talk about neuroassociative conditioning. See, neuroassociative conditioning tells us that there are two primary drivers in life, the avoidance of pain and the desire for pleasure. In other words, we're either moving towards something we want or we're moving away from something we don't want. Have you considered that some of the worst moments in your past have been used to drive you to something better or something more resourceful. That that situation moved you away from something that was not serving you well. Think about that. And today I'm going to open up the phone line, 651-289-4466. I'm going to give our listeners a chance to, to, to participate. 651-289-4466. Because I've met many of you listeners. You've called in me. This Starting in January, we'll start our eighth year, Like It Matters Radio. And a lot of you listeners I met after listening to my radio show for a couple of years. And you reached out to me. And why I'm bringing this up is because some of you out there, it was your grief, your low point, that caused you to reach out to Mr. Black. Your depression, ready to end it all, ready to walk away. And then you stumbled across Like It Matters Radio in your local station there in Minneapolis. Used to be on the Wellness Radio, and now it's on Freedom 1570. And it was that grief, that pain was so great that it caused you to reach out to that guy you're listening to on the radio for a couple of years. And I would love to hear from you. Call in 651-289-4466 because it was that grief that brought you to me. 
And we used to live in a country that we would believe adversity is the key to greatness. Matter of fact, God even says, God says he'll work with everything. Remember, God gave us free will because we're imagers of God. In order to be imagers of God, we must have free will. We must make choice. God gave us free will. That's why uh, all of you out there that say basically that uh, God chose you had absolutely nothing to do with it. Why does he keep telling us, I give you free will, I give you free will? Yeah, God chose us first. But at some point, you got to figure out, at some point, there had to be a choice in there. Even if God made us make the choice. But you got to realize that God says, Romans 8, 28, God causes all things to work for the good. For those who love him are called according to his purpose. That's what discipline is. Discipline is a way to inflict some pain on us, not in a punitive manner, but in a directional manner to correct us. There are two types of storms, right? There's a correcting storm or there's the perfecting storm. One of them's to correct course and one of them's to perfect you. But notice the storms mean grief. You remember this guy named Jackie Robinson, right? Jackie Robinson who broke baseball's color, color barrier in 1947 with the Brooklyn Dodgers. He's a Hall of Fame player. In becoming the first black man to play in the major leagues, Robinson encountered racism in its vilest manifestations. Racial taunts, slurs, insults on the playing field and off, character assassination, death threats, and anything else. The wicked among us in the 20th century could throw at him. But despite the evil of such provocations, he somehow found a way to rise above his tormentors. See, when the time approached, this man by the name of Branch Rickey, the general managers of the Dodgers, had to sign a black player, and he was focused on Robinson. He had several different, difficult decisions to make. First, should he sign a black player? And if he did, what were the consequences? Second, did Jackie Robinson have the talent to play in the big leagues? But it was the last decision that was most important, and it concerned Robinson's personal qualities. Was he tough enough, in the best sense, to confront the certain racial turmoil he would have faced? Would he be a strong enough man to turn the other cheek? Would he be a man that could take his grief and the grief of people who look like him and turn it into something positive? And he was able to because his relationship with God because of his great mom and because of a great pastor. And if you don't know, look up Branch Rickey and look up Jackie Robinson and you'll see how someone can take grief and use it to make themselves great. And today is Giving Tuesday and we'd love for you to give to our ministries. And today we're gonna open the phone line 651-289-4466 because we're asking the question, is there such thing as good grief? I'm Black, we'll return after these messages. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Like It Matters Radio. <laughs> Sorry, this is Mr. Black on LikeItMattersRadio.com. I am here talking about Giving Tuesday. I'm here about making a difference, and I was not ready for the show to start back up. Sorry about that. So uh, today we're talking about Giving Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, and we're talking about good grief. You know, a lot of people, when I meet them, I meet them in the moment of grief. A lot of times when I meet someone, I don't meet them when they're at their best. Sometimes I do, don't get me wrong. But most people I meet when they're a low point, when they're in a struggle, when they're in a pain. Uh, I, I was on the internet reading through some stuff and I came across this, uh, this guy's name is Hanley Maul or Maoli. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He was the Bishop of Durham. And he had the task of visiting the relatives of 170 miners who had been killed in a mining accident. While he was wondering what to say to them, he picked up a little bookmark that his mother had given him. As he held it up, on the reverse side of this hand-woven bookmark, there was a tangled web. There was no rhyme, no reason, no pattern, nothing. And as he flipped it over, it only had a simple phrase on the other side. Remember, on one side is this, this web, this spider web with no pattern, no reason, no rhyme. And on the other side, you know what it said? God is love. You know, the world sometimes seems to be like a tangled web. Often we cannot work out what is going on or why we're suffering the way we are. This is why I have my faith in God. This is why I say my standard is the Word of God. Because that's the only way I can make sense out of it. you got to get your own standard. Because it's appointed for man to be judged uh, one day. And so uh, we'll all have to stand in judgment. And so I, I'm, I won't be responsible for your choices and you won't be responsible for my choices, but you will be responsible for your own choices and I will be responsible for my own. That's why I follow Jesus. Uh, the claim of Jesus and the scriptures is that behind all is love of God. Now, it's hard to make sense of, especially today with America going the way it's going and all the things. It's, it's hard to see how God is in this. So even though things may seem difficult for us to understand now, I believe, without a doubt, God is working out his loving purpose in the world. And that's the cool thing about the God I serve. He can weave a pattern from the threads of our lives, including grief, including suffering, including heartaches, including our own mistakes. And you know what he does? He takes dirt and he makes it beautiful. We all breathe from dirt. We're, we were carbon-based life form. The Apostle Paul, in one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Romans 8, 28, says that in all things, not in some things, not in the fun things, not in the fair things, not in the just things, in all things, God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize that it really doesn't matter that you're grieving. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Because life is an undulating line. It has ups and downs, it has highs and lows. And I'm going to tell you right now, I read my Bible, and I'm going to tell you two truths, clear. Number one, life ain't no fair. Bad things happen to good people. And number two, life is hard. The Bible says there's two paths. One's easy, a lot of people are on it. It's leading to destruction. It said there's another one, very few find it. It's very lonely, not a lot of people are on it. 
find that one because it's leading to life. And so a lot of people I meet at a low point, but I don't keep them at the low point. Just like God. God meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us where we're at. Mr. Black meets you where you're at. A lot of times that's in grief. It gets your attention. Remember, neuroassociative conditioning. There are two driving forces in life. We're either moving towards something we want or moving away from something we don't like. And sometimes we don't change until the pain's too great. Remember, they say an addict will not change until they hit rock bottom. And the problem with rock bottom, you can't see it until it's in your rearview mirror. You don't know you're out of it until you're out of it. Because rock bottom is this. When the pain, when the grief of staying the same becomes greater than the grief or the potential pain for changing, now you're ready to change. And so we're going to open the phone lines up, 651-289-4466. I want to hear from some listeners, some graduates, that uh, when you met Mr. Black, what was the grief that you're in? And now where you at today, because you took that grief and you used it in a good way. And today your life is better. So it looks like the phone lines are lighting up. That's awesome. Let's go to uh, phone line number one. Let's welcome Dave to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, brother? Good. How you doing, Mr. Black? You know, I'm in the hands of God. It's Giving Tuesday, so I'm giving it, man. <laughs> I'm giving it, man. I'm giving, yeah, giving, giving. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, Dave, you're a friend. Uh, Dave, I know Dave. Uh, I uh, uh, do a life caddy work with Dave, and Dave's a graduate of Awakening Adventure. Dave's uh, uh, purchased probably a dozen spots to help other people. And, and, Dave, if you don't mind, you've shared the story with me uh, many times, but share with our listeners, how did you find Mr. Black? What level of grief were you in when you found me, and what's different about your life today? Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so back in, uh, it was like fall 2017, I was going to a book club meeting on a Saturday morning, and there was a stop sign or stoplight waiting for it to change, and I was down, up and down the AM radio just to see what's on there on a Saturday morning, and I came across your program, I didn't know it was you, but I heard you talking about all these various psychologies, and I go, I've never heard anybody talk about all this on one radio show, and I'm going, i got to you know, learn more. And then I heard that, you know, you were on broadcast every day on on Freedom fifteen seventy and I listened to you on your program and of course you and I are different uh areas of the political map. Yeah, um, and so I had to kinda you know stifle <laughs> or whatever not to listen to yeah. your point of view of that. But uh, here's yeah. the thing. I was raised and you you're you're in my generation somewhat. Uh, yeah. that, you know, you can agree to disagree. And I, I'm able to edit out what I don't want to hear. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I kept listening. I kept listening. But And then I learned about your class. I thought, I got to take this guy's class. I got to take it. And But I was waiting for it to fit my schedule, you know, and, and it never did. It took two years. And I had to get really low in my life before I chose to go yep. to the class. I yep. got very depressed. I am one of those people that you've talked about on your show who was going on the internet. I was thinking about how to off myself in a way that wouldn't create a mess and be painful or whatever. I was doing that in my you know spare time or whatever. I, I was in a situation, very, uh, you know, dark, dark yeah. situation. And I was, in a, you know, I had stressful work. There was uh, problems in my condo unit, water coming in. I, um, I was not, you know, taking care of myself or my surroundings too well. It was kind of disheveled. It's like I couldn't keep order in my life. It was just starting to snowball. 
And I uh, finally, I decided, hey, I can't just wait for Mr. Lennox's class to happen when Dave wants it to happen. I've got to yep. do it. Uh, there's the schedule you guys when you show up in Minneapolis or whatever. And so I did. I actually did it. And I registered for October 2019, two years later from listening to the program. And then, <laughs> uh, and then even then, you know, I was all set to go. Yeah. And then one of my favorite uncles passed away. And I said, hey, can I just, you know, get out of the class in November? And he said, sure, Dave. Just, you know, do what you got to do yeah. to recover from the grief, that yeah. grief. And uh, then I did. I took your leadership awakening class. And wow, it yeah. taught me so much. I... You know, the whole thing in terms of race and stuff, I intellectualized it. But it wasn't until I took you know, one of the exercises of your class that I actually saw people or people. You know, I had friends and stuff of all races and, 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 and respect them. But I'm saying strangers on the street or just even people yeah. of my own race. Just people. I didn't, you know, they were just people. You know, but now, well, after taking her class, I see them as, you know, yep. children of God or however you want to yep. frame it. Yeah. Um, as as people just like me, they yep. have all the same range of emotions. Yeah. They go through the same things, you know, love, yep. grief, tears, joy, yep. happiness, and all bleed red blood, you know, yep. and yep. loved ones. And, yep. and, uh, and, and, but I, I feel like I said, I had intellectualized that, but I, I, yep. it wasn't until I took that class. And that was one of many exercises that was literally awakening for me. And but you, I, so Dave, hold, hold on a second, Dave. I was, yeah, I just want to say something. So your pain, it, when it got so great, finally, two years after listings, thinking you're going to go, you finally signed up and went. And I'm going to tell you, I know Dave. I walked with him for three years. He, he, uh, he's, I, I life caddy him. Dave's life is totally different now. Tell us about your life today, Dave. How are you feeling today after going through my training? After me life caddying you, I still life caddy you every week. Uh, how are you doing today? How's Dave doing today? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for asking. It's, you know, you talk about Maslin's self-actualization, and that was always an ambition of mine. I'm not saying I'm self-actualized yeah. by any means, yeah. but I'm, I'm doing that process uh, or, or trying to become the best version of myself. And and your show, I still listen to your show, and, of course, you're like, Katie. And, and that's what I'm always striving for. I, I know I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. I probably annoy a lot of people. I know I can annoy some. And, but I'm always looking to get feedback. Most, many people, especially here in Minnesota, won't tell you what's wrong. I just, <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> nice. Minnesota uh, nice, yeah. There <laughs> but, but there's others that will. But, and it yeah. takes a lot. You know, you got to say it in the right way so that the person yeah. doesn't, you know, you awesome. lose the friendship out of it. But yeah. anyway, so. I I I just have to tell you, Mr. Black, I am so thankful, so grateful, so fortunate that I happen to find you on the dial to have taken that you, you know, you could have stopped having your radio show after one yeah. year. I think you might have been on for a year or so before I ever <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you could have stopped teaching yeah. your leadership awakening because you, you know, yeah. it's, it's not easy for you to teach the class. No. So I'm no. fortunate, grateful. I'm so glad that I know you, that you you do a certain amount of self-sacrifice, if that's the appropriate yeah. term. And you well, are, you this. That. you have like one of the biggest hearts on the planet. 
that I have encountered. So uh, you're helping reaching out to people in Africa that are disadvantaged, people in India. That How many people do that? You know, maybe they do it through a, you know, yeah. Hey, you buddy, I, I, I appreciate you so much, Dave. We're going to hard break. We're going to cut you off, brother. I don't want to do that. I love you, brother. I appreciate you so much. Uh, God bless you, and thank you so much for calling in, my friend. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Black. Today's Given Tuesday, and I'm suggesting that there could be good grief. We'll be right back. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today is Giving Tuesday, so you can go to our website, likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit, and you could donate. Uh, uh, it's everywhere. It's a national thing, Giving Tuesday, and we, we use your money to help a lot of people. Uh, one of my listeners texted me, what is this about African India? Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, we uh, support uh, our own orphanage uh, in uh, Uganda. Got about 40-some kids. There's about four young men that run it, and we uh, I uh, teach them the Word of God, and uh, we uh, just uh, finished purchase. I sent $3,000 this morning, uh, and we bought this piece of land for $7,000, and Kawuki Mubarak uh, who is the uh, my administrator there? Uh, he's uh, getting ready to go take the money and pay it off, and uh, they'll have their own land. We're going to start growing and start uh, doing some chickens and sheep, so they can be self sufficient uh, and uh, be a, a highlight there in the community. So yeah, we got India as well. Uh, we got people we support there in India, Africa. Of course, we got Jimbo in Tampa Bay as a street ministry where he uh, basically preaches to pimps and prostitutes at one o'clock in the morning in the inner cities of Tampa Bay. Uh, pretty brutal. So we see a need, we meet a need. And so, yeah, we appreciate everything. And the cool thing about what I do uh, is I meet people in dark times when they're helpless and hopeless. They find Mr. Black and I bring them hope. I teach them how they work. I help them process through some of the grief. I help them figure out what's holding them back. And then I help ask and answer, help them answer important questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, it didn't matter one bit that I was given the gift of life. And one of those uh, people that I uh, helped out is a gentleman uh, who's called in. Uh, we're opening our phone lines. I love to see the phone lines lighting up. That tells me a lot about our great listeners. And so we got three people on the phone lines right now. Uh, and the person we're going to bring on now, he's, uh, I met him in a tough time uh, in Michigan. He was in Michigan, and someone reached out to me, and he was having a tough time with an employer. Uh, and uh, 
he's got a lot going on. He's been through a lot of ups and downs. He's a good man, and his father just died today. And um, uh, just thought I'd have him uh, if he was willing to call in and, and share a little bit. So let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to the phone line number three, and let's welcome uh, Scott to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my brother? Good. How's it going, Mr. Black? Yeah, and I know it's a, that's a terrible question to ask you. You just lost your dad. What's your dad's name? Uh, Jim. Jim. Uh, and he, uh, he's with the Lord right now. So uh, I, I'm so sorry for your loss, but I know as a brother in Christ, you and I are brothers, that you know that your dad's in a better place, that your loss, you you have a loss, and those that are here have a loss, but your your dad won. He's no more tears, no more pain, uh, no more anything. He's in the presence of his Lord and Savior. But Scott, uh, when you and I met, uh, uh, you were in a tough place as well, and uh, it's not the same place you're at, although you're in a different tough place today, uh, but life is ups and downs. So tell us about how, how did we meet and then what's your life been like what impact has like it matters radio like it matters scott black had on your life go ahead scott sure i uh i came to you uh a year ago in april and uh it was uh you know really really tough because you know father's day was coming up in in june and um you know really trying to figure out when we were going to get to class you know i knew it was important but uh we ended up Thinking up when I went to Awakening, uh, it was in July, and so yeah. uh, you know I was struggling with uh, with work. You know my uh, my employer and I weren't seeing eye to eye. I had been with the company for almost 19 years, and uh, what gift you gave me, speaking of Giving Tuesday, was the ability to take a map of where I was. Right, and we talk about map of reality. We talk about yeah a lot of different things in class but it was really where am I where do I want to be and a yep. couple of tools to get there and it was yep. you know two, 48 hours two days right and so yep. taking me and putting me with a foundation to move forward was the biggest takeaway right it was reaffirming what I knew you know, after 38 yep. years on this planet, as yep. you know, what is righteous and what is the the moral good thing to do, and then yep. getting rid of all that extra BS, right? Getting rid of everything that didn't matter. And yep. you know, hard to say that at one point, you know, I made the decision that at the same time my employer did, uh, <laughs> that really it wasn't a good fit anymore. Yeah, and yep. I, you know, I found a new job. Uh, lasted six months, and because some of the legal things hadn't been cleaned up, uh, yep. we were just, uh, you know, that wasn't a good fit either. And so, yep. having the ability, right, to have men in my life, have coaches in my life, have people that can guide and counsel, it, it is really so important to to take oh. an inventory. And you, you're the epitome, since I've known you, uh, of ups and downs. Life is an undulating line. I mean, you were on this great thing with this new company. You were riding high. I mean, it was going so good. It was like you, you, had, uh, you had stepped on a horseshoe. You had eaten a, uh, a four-leaf clover. Uh, and then here you are going well. And then the devil raised up in a bitter woman, a bitter ex-boss, and basically destroys what you had going. And so now you're got knocked on your butt and now you're regrouping for that. And then you lose your father. And, um, my, my heart oh, yeah, goes he, out to you. He was battling, uh, metastatic melanoma, you know, cancer since, uh, the beginning of the year. And 
as a man of God, he didn't want to burden anybody else. He took up his cross. He didn't really share that the cancer was progressing, that it was moving throughout his body, that it was infecting different organs. And uh, it really was the last two weeks. You know, he was hospitalized uh, for an infection in his pancreas uh, two weeks ago. And then he came home to start hospice uh, a week ago Tuesday. And so seven days, he passed away yesterday at 12.15. And it just, uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing because he was at peace. But I tell you, Scott, he was was trying to go home early, right? He reached his hands up and like like a person who's drowning in the water, try to grab on to somebody. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was really, you know, coming up and, and asking for the Lord to take him. And we had to keep reassuring him, Dad. You know, Jesus will come and he will embrace Mm. you. He will hold you. He will hug you. You won't have to guess when you're going. Mm. And one of the best friends that he's had for 46 years was over yesterday. And we were just sharing stories, right, all around his bedside. And all of a sudden, Mm. my brother leans over and says, I think Dad's gone. And he had a little smirk on his face. And, oh, praise God. You know, how are we we to be selfish Ah. when, you know, the Lord wanted to call an angel home? Ah, you just gave me chills and joy. Uh, man, you know, my one prayer to God is, uh, God, my life's been painful. All I ask is if I die before the rapture that you make my death less painful than my life. That's my one that's my one prayer. And it sure. sounds like your dad got that prayer answered. So, um, Scott, you know, I love you. Uh, we're brothers. I'm proud of you. You're going through so much. And your positive attitude and your trust in God uh, is a great example for for me. I just want you to know that. So I know you're busy. I know you got to deal with a lot with your uh, the passing of your dad, the transitioning. Because your dad's not dead. You know that. He just transitioned to what we were created for. Uh, and you're going to see him soon. So uh, God bless you, my friend. I'm here. If you need anything, I'll keep you in my prayers. But feel free to reach out to me, okay? Yeah, thank you so much. God bless. All right, buddy. God bless you. Bye-bye. Let's go ahead. Sorry about it. Phone lines are lit up. Let's go to find uh, phone line number one. Is Jim still with us? Hey, Jim. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Mr. Black? I'm doing awesome. We got about uh, four minutes. Hey, Jim, uh, I remember you. I The voice is very clear. Uh, I'm driving home from teaching class in Arkansas. I got an email or a text, and I called you uh, like 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. So when you and I met, Jim, you were going through a lot of grief. Why don't you tell us about the grief, the good grief that brought you and Mr. Black together? Well, my, my grief got hit, it hit me like a wrecking ball, and it was actually one year ago, a week ago, that you made that phone call to me. Uh, I was I was definitely at the bottom, and I happened to find you on the radio quite by accident. And I, and, and I was wondering, you know, what, what am I going to do? So I reached out to you, and you reached out to me, and, uh, and a week later, December of last year, I was in your class. <clears throat> Things haven't been the same since then. I've, I've, uh, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent better by any means, but, but I'm yeah. on a new path, and I'm, I've made it my goal to, to put people through your class because I know how powerful it is, and I know how much good it can do. I, I will have put my fifth person through your class the fifth one coming up this uh, this December 8th. Yep. And that per- that person is going to be the person that brought this grief to me. I, 
it's probably not the right way to say it. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of two people that, you know, yeah. it takes two to tangle, I guess. Yeah. And, but, uh, and Dave, uh, hold on, Jim. Jim, real quick, I want to add something. What Jim was saying to you, listen, his life has still been a struggle. This is what Jim's telling you. His life's still been a struggle. He's going through a weird situation with his wife. Uh, um, you know, she's going to be going through the class coming up. And, and what Jim's telling you is his life hasn't fixed. He's still struggling in a marriage. He's still got issues. The difference is he now has the ability to handle them, control them. Isn't that the big difference right now, Jim? That is the big difference. Uh, the person I should be running away from is the person that I want to help the most. And that's what you've taught me. <laughs> yep. Is that no matter who that person is or where you think they're at, it's it's what we should do. We should, we should be out here helping other people. And that's my biggest lesson from taking your class. Mm. Wow. Wow, Jim, your emotion stirs me up. And uh, yeah, I know you're in the middle of something. You're driving at your own company. You're driving a delivery out to some what place, and you called it. It means a lot to me, Jim. And uh, I love you, and I'm walking with you. And you know, with uh, with God, all things are possible. And you know that. And I'm walking with you, and you got a God who loves you. So uh, we're going to do great things together. Uh, got to let you go. We're getting ready to go. Heartbreak. God bless you so much, and thanks for calling in, my friend, okay? Yep, thank you. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. So today on Like It Matters Radio, it's Given Tuesday. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit and give. And today we're talking about good grief. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. This is about living a life of significance. Not survival. You're not just a squirrel working to get your nut. Not just success. It's not about the selfie. It's not about your following. It's not about your kingdom. It's beyond that. Significance requires other people. It is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. We're all going to find out if there is a God. And we're all going to find out what that God's name is. And I believe the standard is the Bible. And it says clearly, one day, every, not some, not most, every, all knees will bow. All tongues will confess uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. You'll do it willfully or you'll do it forcefully, but you will do it. It is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. You know, America was founded upon adversity. The Wild West, the Pilgrims, the Native Americans, adversity. And a great example of that adversity uh, is the, the breaking in uh, to normal life of people of color. Because for the longest time, uh, people of color were treated uh, like uh, slaves. They were treated like less than. They were treated like property. Just like women were treated in the old days the same way. And just like slaves. And there's all kinds of slaves. Most slaves, just so you know, aren't black. Most slaves are of non-black skin color. Just so you know, just look it up. There are millions of slaves in this world still today. 
Uh, people are also wrapped up in slavery. Uh, there's a book in the Bible called Philemon. He's a slave owner. That's the Paul wrote to a slave owner, not tell him how evil slavery was, but tell him that his slave who run away and stole from him to accept him back as a brother, not as a slave, but as a brother and not to punish him because he had the right to put him to death. And Jesus Christ never went to any anti-slavery meetings because it's slavery of the heart uh, that kills man. And we're all slaves to something. Some of your slaves to debt. Some of your slaves to pornography. Some of your slaves to alcoholism. Some of your slaves to sex. And, and so we're all slaves to something. See, every God demands, every God demands a sacrifice. So you'll be held to account for who you make your God and what the sacrifice you gave to your God is. And if you want to look at something uh, to show you a, a man of integrity, to look at something to show you how adversity used to be the building box of greatness, and today it's the road to victimhood, all you got to look at is the life and faith of Jackie Robinson. You know, Jackie Robinson, you know, think about this. Went from a day that black people weren't allowed to play in sports. Now there are, prof there are colleges, one of them's in Pennsylvania, where they're now teaching that black people are the dominant race. So now they're teaching racism. Here's a group of people who felt that life was unfair. They were treated racistly, and now they're the racist. They're saying that black, it's just stunning. That shows you how the undulating line, uh, the pendulum of life can swing. But consider this. Jackie Robinson did something that had never been done before. But it wasn't just Jackie Robinson. Here's the problem. For every Jackie Robinson, there's a Branch Ricky. And you've, most of you have never heard of Branch Ricky because he's a white guy and he's a Christian. And we all know that that's the biggest threat to Joe Biden's America Day is white Christians. But there's this white Christian guy named Branch Ricky. At the time, he was a general manager of the Dodgers. And he was thinking about signing Jackie Robinson. But he had a couple questions, three specifically. First, should he sign a black player? Never been done. And if he did, what were those consequences? The second question, did Jackie Robinson, the guy he was going to hire, did he have the talent to play in the big leagues? This wasn't just a, a, a token. Did, was he good enough to play? But it was the last decision, and he says that the most important concerned Robinson's personal qualities. Was he tough enough in the best sense to confront the certain racial turmoil he would face? See, Ricky was a man of exceptional intelligence and ability. He was known throughout baseball as the Mahatma, the Mahatma for his great wisdom. Think about that. The assurance Br Ricky sought as to Robinson's character was found in Jackie's boyhood. He grew up in Pasadena, California. He was born in Cairo, Georgia, the son of sharecroppers and the grandson of slaves. In his youth, Jackie came under the influence of a young minister. His name, Carl Everett Downs. He was a 25-year-old pastor. Scott Methodist Church, I think was the name of the church. And you know why he went there? Because Jackie's mama, that, that powerful black woman, right? Kept the black family together. Jackie's mother, Mally, worshiped there. And by the way, this is taken uh, from a book, uh, what is a story of Downs and Robinson's brilliantly told in Arnold Rampersad's biography of Jackie Robinson, written by uh, Albert, Alfred A. Knopf, if you will.
Rapper said, Dean of the Humanities Department at Stanford University, writes that Downs went looking for Robinson. He found a group of Jackie's friends loitering on a street corner. He asked for Jackie, but no one answered. He left a message, tell Jackie I want to see him at Junior Church. Sometimes later, Rapper Sad writes, Jack delivered himself to the church and began a relationship that lasted only a few years, but changed the course of his life and American history. He continues, to Downs Robinson evidently was someone special who had to be rescued from himself. See, Jackie had run-ins with the Pasadena police, the traps of Jim Crow. And so one of Jackie's friends said, I'm not sure what would have happened to Jackie if he had never met Reverend Downs. See, Downs led Jack back to Christ, the author writes. Under the minister's influence, Jack not only returned to church, but also saw its true significance for the first time. He started to teach Sunday school. After punishing football games on Saturday, Jack admitted he yearned to sleep late. But no matter how terrible I felt, he said I had to get up. It was impossible to shirk duty when Carl Downs was involved. Carl Downs had the ability to communicate with you spiritually, Jackie declared. And at the same time, he was fun to be with. He participated with us in our sports. Most importantly, he knew how to listen. Often when I was deeply concerned about personal crisis, I went to see him. Downs became a conduit through which Malley's message of religion and hope finally flowed into Jack's consciousness and was fully accepted there. Faith in God then began to register in him uh, as both a mysterious force beyond his comprehension and as a pragmatic way to negotiate the world, a measure of emotional and spiritual poise such as he had never known in his lifetime. I had a lot of faith in God. There's nothing like faith in God to help a fellow who's getting booted around once in a while. See, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear that. Quote from Jackie Robinson I've never read anywhere. I had a lot of faith in God. There's nothing like faith in God to help a fellow who gets booted around once in a while. See, you know what Branch Ricky was finding? He had to find a man that could play in the big leagues. Now, it wasn't that... Ricky wasn't good enough. He was. Ricky Ricky made clear that Jack's ability to run, throw, and hit was only part of the challenge. See, Ricky Branch wanted to say, could Jackie stand up the physical, verbal, and psychological abuse that was bound to come? Could he handle the grief? I know you're a good player, Ricky barked. What I don't know is whether you have the guts. He said, I'm looking for a player with guts. Guts enough not to fight back. Did you hear that, gentlemen? Guts, character, quality enough to not to throw a punch, but to throw some understanding, to throw some forgiveness, to throw some mercy and grace, which we all need. Every single human being, no matter how mean, no matter how nasty, no matter if they voted for Trump or didn't vote for Trump, that is a living, breathing human being, as Dave says. That person has dreams and desires. They want to love and be loved just like you do. And they have grief. They have pain. They have hurt. I remember not too long ago, I saw passing around on uh, Facebook uh, this picture of Lou Holtz. And it has this little saying. It says, Lou Holtz was asked, what is the difference in football players today and 50 years ago? He answered, simple. Today's athletes talk about rights and privileges. And the players 50 years ago talked about obligations and responsibilities. Do you get that? 50 years ago, people like Jackie Robinson talked about obligations and responsibilities. But today, superstars, kings like LeBron James talk about rights and privileges. And you can't find someone more privileged than LeBron James 
as he plays victim. And Lou Holtz said, simple, today's athletes talk about rights and privileges, and the players 50 years ago talked about obligations and responsibility. To me, that describes society today in a nutshell, in all areas, including the workplace, the home life. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of grief in this world. Life is an underlying line. It has highs and lows, peaks and valleys. And the narrative along the journey matters. And so if you got grief, reach out. There's a lot of people hurting. I help people whether they have money or not. I help people that come into my life that have a need. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. Today's Giving Tuesday. You get a tax deduction. Your dollars to us change lives. They change eternal destinations. We give people hope. We give people help. We give people the house. But we can't do that from an empty cupboard. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. It's Giving Tuesday. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.